0: What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Spawn on Me podcast. And I am one of your hosts, Cicero Holmes, Khalif Adams. No, I mean Cicero Holmes. I mean the Baron of Bourbon, the Bruce Wayne of Bricago. Where does he get those wonderful toys? Seizes, sneezes, the great Stubnosticator himself. And I am joined this week and every week with the king north of the wall. The one who makes gaming look good, he makes tutoring look good, he makes STEM look good, is the one and only. This is Sharif Jackson of Sharifjackson.com. How are you today, sir?
1: Yeah, yeah, well, that's what we do. That's what we do beyond the wall, man. Like uh all you Southerners, you're you're all Southerners to us. I don't yes. care if you're in Winterfell or whatever, you're you're all Southerners. <laughs> right. Uh, exactly. you guys have forgotten the ways, like like the ancient ways. Of STEM, you know, uh, so, so we had to exile ourselves uh, and, you know, hang out up here. So, sorry. Word. Well, hey, look, you know, you're going to bring that stuff down to us.
0: We will be better for it. That depends. You know, hey, look, we 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 are all fighting. The White Walkers are trying to stop science and math. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. remember those? Remember those uh, science and technology commercials that used to come on like Channel Nine and Channel Eleven or whatever? Did yeah. that make you want to go into STEM? Was that like one of the things uh, that was like, "Yo, I want to be an engineer because that
1: commercial." No, I thought those are whack. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was when, when when I think of early influences, I think of like uh, like Carl Sagan. And yeah. Mister Wizard yeah. on Nickelodeon Mr. too. Big Mr. big influence was uh, Mister yeah. Wizard for sure.
0: Ah, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't know about Mister Wizard because I didn't have cable. But uh, a a big influence on us, uh, or at least a big influence on uh, Ka, who is off off and abound as uh, as was reported last week yeah. that he is vacationing by the one and only Andrea Renee, who was our guest last week. And who was flipping awesome? Um, Fantastic as show. right, yeah. I mean, I mean, she. This is what she does. This is who she is. Um, What's good games is great, and uh, you know, if there is if there is any podcast that we could lose, be below in the ratings for in the rankings for best podcast of 2018, I am honored to know that it was What's Good Games. And
1: and bomb cats. yeah exactly please send <laughs> send all oatmeal raisin cookies her way uh, yes if please, you want to tweet please. at her or tweet at what's good games your love for oatmeal raisin cookies I'm sure she will appreciate yes, it
0: absolutely 100 <laughs> team team healthy cookies it's oatmeal and raisins um uh that was a great show uh thanks everybody for all the support and and the the warm warm. Feelings that you guys sent our way so uh it was felt uh it made my biscuits get buttered so uh Ooh. thanks thanks a lot yeah and and you know what's buttering my biscuits right now reef
1: i don't know but this transition is gonna be dope i'm i'm waiting in anticipation yeah it's it's the division two. <laughs> the sweet.
0: division two yeah division two is is buttering my biscuits um was it two years ago, three years ago, when uh, the original division yeah, released I think it was three, around this
1: time? This was three years ago.
0: The thing, the thing that we we talked about before, with regards to Ubisoft and their ability to uh, really be uh, critical about uh, a franchise that they've started and how they move from the original IP in that franchise to the next iteration and the the like. Levels that they jump in evolution um, to make uh, the sequels to these games so much greater than than the first one is amazing. And uh, I think they they took the best of the Division, the original Division, which was the best of it, which was after uh, patch 1.8, and they just turned it into like, it's like 5.0 now. Um, this game is great. Uh Reef how are you feeling about it? it? Or you know, am I am I just bugging? Am I am I hanging out in a in a hotel room with with uh with Mary and Barry? <laughs> <laughs> the bitch set me up.
1: <laughs> I mean you are bugging as usual. Uh, All right, fair enough. But no, I mean I, I I yeah, I think this game is great. Um I even think it doesn't give them enough credit when not only you but a lot of people have said that this takes sort of a lot from that 1.8 update and sort of expands on it they've been working on division two since they finished division one right like it's not like they just started on it after they got division one in a better place so i think really after you ship a game as large as division one after the first couple weeks you i feel like you kind of know like man, I wish we could have spent some more time on that, or like you know, sure. like I know people are going to complain about this, but we just don't have time to like do it. So I feel like they really started on this stuff even before they got like Division One in in a great place, um, you know, which is like almost two years later, you know. Right. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, this is this is clearly like you know, as a uh, Paris from a uh, Gamer Tag Radio has uh, shared and i agree with him this is kind of a gold standard i think for these games as a service games where it's dropping with a load of content uh there are bugs of course but there's no like ridiculous game breaking bugs as of yet okay. you know i'm kind of crossing yeah. my fingers um but like after the game has been available to the press for a while and 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 to, and to people that bought early for like you know over a week you know by now you would have seen just like you saw with Destiny Two and with Anthem, you would have seen, but by now these like server like related errors or like significant errors with loot or like that kind of stuff. You haven't really seen that. Now there have been bugs and there's definitely stuff that people are complaining about for sure, but I think the overall sentiment is positive. Um, I'm about thirty hours in and I'm not done okay. with the campaign yet. Sure. Um, and I'm not trying to mainline it though because just the beauty of the division two is just existing in that world. It almost feels like sort of a, uh, you know, a star game where you're in this world and you don't really have to think about missions. You just go around and you discover things. You right. discover NPCs that give you side missions. You like discover a bunch of loot. You, you might, as like I did wander into a area that you're completely under leveled for. And you don't, like realize it, and you just get one shot at immediately, you know, which is actually pretty cool. Um, yeah. So like you, you honestly don't even have to mainline it. Like you, you can just wander around, get completely absorbed in this very beautiful rendition of a, of, of a, of a destroyed DC and things will just pop up like you'll see side missions you'll, you'll see control points you'll see the uh territory control the right. public executions right. um the 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 uh convoy stuff i mean it is it is just nonstop what keeps popping up on your on your hud and that's how i've chosen to uh, play because yes if you want to you can go to the map screen you can look for the next main mission and just go to it um, there is even a um option w- where they give you a suggested mission, and it's almost always like the next like uh, main mission, you know. Right. So like you can do that if you want, but to me the beauty of this game is you know it drops you in the world and says just go explore. Like you'll find stuff and you'll un- uncover audio logs and like and like commemorative art and you know and and just run into all those other events that I mentioned previously. I mean it has been so cool getting absorbed into dc um i've been having a blast um yeah it's it it is great and 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 like i don't like to you know compare all these games to service games which i think is a natural conversation that people have but i can say that i'm having a great great time with division two um is pretty much taking up all of my gaming time at the pc at this point yeah have you
0: have you done any dark zone content
1: yet I just did the recon mission stuff. Um, I unlocked two of them, east and south. I did not unlock the west one yet, but okay. uh, no, I haven't. I haven't like actually gone in like beyond be the recon missions that like op- okay. op- op- open them up. Yeah, I, I okay. also I like haven't done that conflict mode either, like the PvP right, stuff. Right, I, right. I, I've really just been focusing on the game. Um, the last thing I did was I did my first stronghold okay um, which i think you have to be like level 26 i think to uh do mm. and it was great man it was su- it was very challenging i match made into it um there was like several several like yellow bar like bosses in it like the game it really i, I know this sounds like kind of back of the box shill kind of stuff but it really <laughs> okay. feels like you are slowly liberating this city like the more you do the more you'll see like like uh, citizens just like patrolling bringing their own convoys back getting into fights with just random npcs on the map you know like uh i love it when when like i'll see like a civilian with like a with like a light with like a uh lmg or a sniper rifle just railing at one of those huge armored guys with like the fire axe you know <laughs> right. that's like rushing toward them like it really feels alive it really feels dope i think they've nailed that part of it which is something that i feel like you know um, the anthems and the destinies of the world having quite nailed which is the actual world being like i guess the patrol space in destiny and the free play and like uh, anthem feeling like alive like that is the game
0: you right. know
1: It's it's that's the main game and the main missions are in that world as opposed to what I feel like is the approach from like uh, the other games where like the like uh, free play space is like a separate kind of thing and then the missions kind of just bounce off of each other. So it's just it's phenomenal.
0: Yeah, you know, it, and I know that you said that you were going to try and avoid making the comparisons while, while making the comparisons. <laughs> but, <laughs> I did. But 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 I, it, I mean it, it is it is natural. Um and and I think you shouldn't shy away from making those comparisons and 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 you know, hopefully uh developers and people that are producers for uh for all of those games are listening uh to the show because the show is wonderful but um but in addition to that uh there is room to kind of talk about what we've played before and 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 your opinions on things are not in a vacuum it's not just the the one experience it's informed by the experiences that you've had before and your your experiences with division two are informed by uh the the previous title in in the franchise excuse me as well as all of the other games in the genre excuse me that in the genre that uh that have come before it and and uh i think i think you're you're Criticisms about uh, those other games, as well as uh, your observation about Division Two, are well founded. Um, and and I, you know what? I think what's funny is in you know the games that uh, the game that this is most similar to Ghost Recon, mm-hmm. where where they you know they just dropped you in this their amalgamation of Bolivia. And you just kind of drive around and you find things and you do different stuff and you go to different things. But uh, but, you know, that is that is kind of part and parcel with the Tom Clancy series. These games are more grounded and because they're more grounded, it lends itself to being for to immersing you um, like you feel like you're actually a part of this world as opposed to, um, you know, you get to drop in and drop out of the world. Um, whenever you like in, in the sci-fi versions of these uh, co-op shooters, looter shooters, Destiny likes, whatever you want to call them, um, where, you know, like Destiny and like <laughs> Anthem. Um, but but uh, so there's one thing that I will take exception to what you were saying, that there aren't any game breaking bugs. This bug that I'm going to talk about is not a game breaking one, but it is a game changing one. Okay. And that is so. They made a decision. Ubisoft made it, or the the team over at Massive made a decision about how they were going to deal with lower level players playing with their friends who are higher levels. Yep. Um, and and that decision was to bring you to basically whatever the average was, or whatever the lowest person was, and and you'll be a level below them. What they were also supposed to do was bring your armor up as well. Um not necessarily your guns, but your armor level so that you wouldn't just be super squishy when you're out there. And that hasn't happened yet. So that is I think that is a pa- that is a oh, bug that will that will get patched at some at a certain point. Um yeah, I've experienced that firsthand. It is very frustrating. Um uh, you know, <laughs> funny story, I was so I, I jumped on because a, a friend of mine was playing and he was a level 9, I was a level 6, he was playing with a friend of his who was a level 3 so I joined them and said, okay, well, you know so me as the 6 and the 9 can carry to 3 to get them to 6 and then together we can make our way to 9 like, you know, no problem and and everybody will be okay and, you know, the the, the difference in levels wasn't that great, well a friend of ours jumped in to the game and before she jumped in we said, "Well, what level are you?" And she's like, "Oh, I'm not sure." Then we asked again, "What level are you?" And she didn't say anything. <laughs> then she jumped in, <laughs> then she jumped in the game. She was a 19. And uh so, you know, we so now she's playing and she's a 19 and we're trying to accomplish this mission. And the you know, the thing about this game is it is and you know, and, and and uh to Anthem's defense, I think that Anthem does a really good job of this as well. Um, just in regular you know, in regular sessions, the game is super tactical. Um, you know, you I mean if you played the division before, you know that the game is super tactical. You forget that uh if you'd been playing towards the end of the old division um because you're just so overpowered right and even you know even the challenging moments you're not playing it as tactically as you were in the beginning um but the game is super tactical and the problem was that our friend who was much higher levels who was 10 levels higher than the highest person the higher highest next person in our party had a build that was built for her to go solo mm-hmm. to to run solo as opposed to uh, if you are going to be a high level person and you're playing with much lower level people, you've got to be a more you know you've got to be a tanker, tankier tankier. Uh, you have to have a tankier build. You have to take a lot of the the aggro. Um, you have to be able to push out a lot of suppressing fire. You've got to be able to do a lot of things so that you're you're less. Uh, less beefy teammates can go in and, and do some damage without worrying about being being murdered all the time. Mm-hmm. Well, she wasn't built that way. We went to go and play a mission um, after the eighth failure in a row. One of my friends dropped out um, after the 16th straight Ooh. failure. She dropped out and then me and me at level 6 and the level 3 who was now a level 5 uh finished it in 3 minutes after she, dro- after she dropped out no problems um so yeah so that was that is a thing that they're going to have to fix but uh, but what it does uh uh demonstrate is just how how much uh how important tactics and communication and planning are to uh succeeding in this game Uh, much you know much like other tom clancy games like rainbow six um sometimes like ghost recon uh there there is a lot of planning there's a lot of strategy um and and that you that you have to employ in order to uh, make the game work for you uh, and I really appreciate
1: that. Yeah, the uh, AI is very aggressive. Uh, yes. They will not only, not like a flank, like, let's split up and be in front of you. They will constantly try to get behind you, even if it's, like, going, like, underground and popping up on the other side of you. Like, you, you can't camp, basically. Or yeah. Or if you do camp, you got to be ready to, you know, to really look at that radar because, like, people will constantly... Be like throwing grenades to like flush you out, or like uh, they'll they'll like send those guys with the foam, you know, to right, uh, right. foam you up. Yes, um,
0: I wanna foam you up. Ooh,
1: ooh, ooh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. So I definitely appreciate that. Um, I mean, the AI. I can't remember the last time I've been in this kind of game, been this challenged. From the right, AI, early. not just right. from a DPS perspective, but from like right. a tactical, tactical. like yeah. like a smart stuff. Like uh, oftentimes, I'll get killed, especially when I'm trying to do those bounties. And if you die, like that's it. But man, they're so right. difficult, and oftentimes I die, and like I'm just like, well, I I I could have done this differently. Yeah. You know, like I never feel like, oh man, like the game just cheated or. Or they gave this person too much health just to make it hard. It's often like, no, I ran in like an idiot, you know, with like a shotgun, uh, and these dudes just sniped me from the other side, you know. Um, So, so yeah, it's it's a lot, a lot of a lot of great stuff there.
0: Yeah, it's you know, um, it really makes you want to Google and go to YouTube uh, for strats. And uh, speaking of Google, they dropped an announcement this week. They did. They did. Um, And if you are on our feeds, you may have heard the great captain leave a message from beyond the grave (laughs) about Google Stradia. Um, I don't like every every time I say that word. Oh, Stadia. Yeah. I want to say, you know, because it's in the stratosphere. Uh, Stadia. Uh, Every time I say it, though, I want to say it like differently like that. I just want to say it. Um, with a little panache, um, <laughs> I, I saw somewhere on uh, I saw somewhere on uh, the interwebs that Google really missed an opportunity to call it Google Game or Google Google Gaming because then it would be uh, GG. I mean, um, I guess. so yeah, but I, but I really do like Stadia huh. or Stradia or whatever it is that I decide to call it that particular day. But uh, at the gaming uh, games developers conference GDC in San Francisco, where a lot of our friends are right now. The lead keynote was from Google about their new gaming service that will leverage the power of the cloud. Mm-hmm. Um, where uh, you know this is this is the future of gaming, according to Google. You will not need a console. You will just need a. Device that is connected to the internet and can produce a browser for you.
1: Yeah,
0: and from from a there, a Chrome browser, <laughs> a Chrome, right, yeah. right, yes, a Chrome browser. Um, and from there, you will be able to uh, start gaming to your heart's content. Um, from uh, from watching a YouTube video about a game, seeing clicking on a link. Uh, of said game you will with, with nary a download be able to start playing said game via the power of the cloud in 1080p 60 in 4k 60
1: which is ridiculous
0: and eventually 8k all of the k's all of them will be available to you um, via the power of the cloud. I am throwing away my consoles right now, Reef. Uh, nice. When are you throwing yours away? Um, it will be available in 2019. What do you think of Google Stadia?
1: I think it's a nice forward-looking thing. I think you, these bigger companies need to be the ones that continually challenge and push the threshold forward. I appreciate that about it. Uh, practically, I don't think this is going to have any effect on gaming for a number of years Hmm. um i just to be honest i just don't think it's going to (laughs) work i i just don't think that you're going to get these flawless uh 4k experiences unless you live in like new york city san francisco or somewhere with like google fiber um i just can't i can't see it working not only from the sort of uh living near the big hubs but from a data cap perspective as well. Um now I saw a interview with uh, with uh, Phil Harrison, you know, who's like heading this up. Um right. obviously he's been in gaming forever. Um right. and he mentions that for 1080 60 that their threshold is 25 megabits a second. Right. And that they really only used 20 I find that pretty interesting um, because that is not as high as I was thinking, and he. Right. So I don't know if he means that's how much we're going to use of your plan, or or that's the medium plan that you need. Um, not um, quite sure about that because I read th- through the interview and I looked up on some other stuff and I couldn't quite clarify that. Um, and then he said that like 4K 60 would be about 30 megabits per second. Now I'm like, hey, if it, if anybody can do it, they can do it. This is just one of those I gotta believe it to see it. I mean, it's I'm just that kind of person. It's like that with a lot of these kind of like you know really bleeding edge pushing things. Is I'm like, it, it just promises a little too much. I almost wish that like they said, hey, we're gonna launch 720p 30 frames a second gaming to to like a browser. I'd be like dope because yes, is that the greatest like fidelity? No, but I can do it from anywhere. That's cool. I almost feel like they're biting off more than they can chew for no reason. The only reason that I feel like they are trying to do this is because they're trying to say, we're going to supplant consoles. So, so so we're immediately going for the, for the, for the 1080, 60 and the 4k. And I'm like, yo, just, just start smaller y'all. It would be amazing if I could play any game in my browser at 720, I promise people would not com- complain about that. If they could just start up, well, okay, pe- people will complain about it. Right. <laughs> let, me, right. let me bring that back. Um, right. But but uh, you know, I, I just feel like they were just too much 4K, 8K, you know, and it's just like yo, know, like we could barely get 4K 60 with stuff on a local hard drive. Like I I am not confident that you're gonna be able to deliver a consistent 4K sixty over the net. I'm I'm just not, you know. Um, so like I almost wish that they scaled it back a bit and it was just like, yo, let's 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 get this working, you know, like like I said, 720 30 or 720 60 even and just be like that to me would be an incredible realistic achievement. So like I almost wish that like if they said, hey, we got seven twenty sixty working. So y- y- you can like try it, and and then say, hey, here's our launch plan for the next year and a half. Th- th- this time, like we roll out ten eighty sixty. This time, we roll out four four K. I almost wish that they did that. I just feel like they're they're promising too much too soon. Um. So,
0: Reef, I love you, but you're wrong. Oh man. I I'm, I'm going to tell you why. Tough tough love. Yes, I exactly. love you, but uh but you're wrong. <laughs> right. So so they had to come out all guns blazing. No. This isn't yeah, they they had to. They had to. This is not, you know, this is not Walmart. Uh this is not uh, you know, some fly-by-night company. This is Google, you know. They're they're I mean basically there are like three, maybe four companies in the world, right? Amazon, Apple, Microsoft, and Google. That's it. No other companies really matter.
1: Hmm. Um, what? I mean, uh,
0: <laughs> yeah, Facebook. F- yeah face <laughs> Facebook. Facebook is pretty big right now, but uh, stubnostication. Oh. Facebook's Facebook's
1: best days are behind. Oh, I hope Mark Zuckerberg isn't listening to this episode. Yeah, yeah. And
0: Mark's Mark's listening to this, and he's shaking his head right now. <laughs> like, he's like, "Yeah, that dude's right." But yeah, I'm gonna try and make him not right. But he is he is right. Yeah. Um. So so the the, the thing is, they can't come out. Um. You know, as as our boy uh, Ben Stuyvesant's own. Mr. Big Daddy Kane said, Ain't no half stepping. Because or I guess actually Dougie Fresh said it first, but uh, But but the thi- the thing is Google can't come out with a half step. They can't it's, come out and say and play and play conservative. They can't play conservative. That's not conservative. If, if 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 they're coming in and they're saying, listen, we're gonna be in the game space, right? We are going to be an alternative to uh You know, or we are going to be an option when you're thinking about how you play games going forward. It can't be with caveats. It can't be with it can't be with caveats outside of you need an Internet connection. Because you need an internet connection with any of the games that oh, you're yeah, playing of right course now. Course. I mean, even even the switch. Yeah, of course. So so if you're going to be an option in the in the game space, if you're really gonna be a player, which is what, what Google wants, um, you can't do it with uh well, you know, right now that hey, that kind of stuff is hard, seven twenty p da da da. You know, even 1080p, you can't do that. You got to come out balls to the wall. You got to say, like they said, like Phil Harrison said, hey, look, you know, we've got the power that we've got behind us is 10 teraflops, which is greater than both of the premium, big premium consoles combined. Right. Like we've got all of that. We've got 4K. We're going to do 4K 60. And if somebody can do it, it would be Google. I agree because GCS Google cloud services is what's going to be powering this. And that is powering, you know, double digit percentages of the fortune 500 companies in terms of how they, how they do business, how they operate their business. No one has data services, you know, data, uh, data centers anymore. Uh, All of their stuff is in the cloud. Everybody's in the cloud and Google Outside of Amazon, AWS is number one, GCS is number two, Azure is number three Um, when it comes to uh, who who is managing people's uh, cloud services. And so Google's decided that they are going to take off some of their, you know, some of those servers in all of their data centers all across the world and reformat them and dedicate them directly and strictly for gaming So from from a technical standpoint, I completely believe that they are going to have the ability to deliver the technical stuff that they said that they are going to be able to do, that they said that they want to deliver. The problem is going to be, as you mentioned before, data caps, Uh, you know, uh, as I've already famously talked about um, uh, my ISP's data cap um and th- the draconian measures that they <laughs> that they decide to take if you go over if you exceed your data cap um and 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 i'm sure that there are several millions uh, you know tens dozens uh Uh, you know, scores of millions of Americans and people around. Well, Americans specifically that are that are also dealing with uh, draconian data cap measures. Uh, That's going to be an issue. I know that uh, if you can, you know, if you stream 4K and Netflix, um, you have several people doing that over the course of a month. You're going to run really close to hitting your data cap limits and that's, you know, and that's a problem. So if you plan on gaming and gaming for a significant period of time, that may be something that you, you uh, will bump bump up against. Uh, And that'll be interesting to see what, what, uh, how that plays out. The other thing that I'm really, really interested in is how this is marketed um, or, or, or how it is monetized. So, they They have their own proprietary uh, in input device, which is their controller, the the Google stadia controller, mm-hmm. which looks like it looks like if someone got a um, an Xbox controller but then put PlayStation the PlayStation configuration.
1: Oh, it's a tool, yes. I mean they they're not trying to trying to reinvent the wheel no 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 and, and that's good. and that yeah, yeah that yeah. part is smart it like, actually it reminds me of the that, pro yeah. controller a lot for the switch yeah? yes yes it's like yes, you know exactly. yeah they're they're like hey yeah. we're not going to try to make a steam controller or right. try to go no, crazy yeah, they like
0: yeah nothing crazy we know this stuff works that part that part is is smart like you don't want it to be too foreign for gamers Um, But you know for for early adopters you just you know, but you 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 want the system to be able to work and 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 work well and uh, You know the so all of those things I think are are great the Interesting thing and the thing that I have the biggest question about is so they said that if you have the controller the controller has Wi-Fi built into it and it itself will connect to the cloud. Yeah. And then will it's smart enough to know which device you are playing from. Yeah. Uh whether it be, you know, so again, this is anything that has access to a browser, um including your television, uh but on your television if you have a Google uh uh, uh Chrome whether they, the Chromecast HD Ultra LX version, whatever it is, the the one that can display 4K, you can use that, and and that will allow you to access uh, Stadia on your on your television. But you can take something from your PC, playing on your PC, go to your phone yeah. without missing a beat, to a tablet, to your TV, and do all of those things seamlessly. Um, and and this controller is supposed mm-hmm. to be able to know which device you're using at a particular time, but it's also communicating with the, um, with the internet, with the cloud. Uh, And that, that's the part that really confuses me about uh, latency and how they're, uh, how they're uh, uh, going to, to beat that and overcome the, the technical aspects of that. Um, and, And this is, it's, it's not a secret, at least it's not a secret between Ka and Reef that for years I've been trying to find someone in the game space that is responsible for architecture, for uh, online gaming and games and online game space to come to Chicago and sit and talk to us about the difficulty in um, specking out uh, the a stack for for uh for online games and you know building building for for capacity and then some and how how they test for that and the challenges of that and and this only this announcement only makes that desire burn brighter, yeah um because I desperately want someone to come and and talk to us about how something like this can be possible, yeah,
1: I mean I think all the functionality like that is why to me the resolution stuff is not as important. Because all those things that you mentioned, that's the stuff I think that gets people excited. Like, the fact that you can go, f- that they had it running on, like, a Chromebook. You know what I'm saying? Right. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, mm-hmm. f- from a Chromebook to a phone to a tablet, you, right. know, you know, to and like. They a-
0: said they bought the cheapest desktop they could find. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. To play yeah, <laughs> Assassin's yeah, Creed. Like, yeah, Odyssey. like, like is that stuff that's cool. It's, it's the fact that you can click on that link from YouTube and now they set up in like seconds. I mean, right. I guess, you know. Um like the fact that if you're streaming, sh- you can just put a link and they can just click on it and join your game. Right. right. There's a Google Assistant button like you can literally right. or at least their like plan is that you can like look up a tutorial straight from the controller and like Right. and like I like heard on the uh Game Informer pop po- po- podcast that they said that what they heard also is that they're gonna integrate a tutorial functionality no not a uh, tutorial but where you can basically paste a link that's essentially the same idea as getting like a link to a time code to a, to a YouTube thing where right. it'll bring you directly to a moment in a game so like wow, so like yeah. it, it, it can be like hey like check out like this really cool like boss or this level and they can p- post a link. And not only does it start the game, it jumps you immediately to that point. So it's almost like, you know, like, uh, right. like the, like, like how back in the day y- you would like post a save file and be like, yep. copy this into this folder and like edit these lines, <laughs> you know, and, uh, start <laughs> it up, you know? So, right. I mean, I think the functionality stuff is so, so cool. I'm just like, guys, just, uh, Let's just just stop talking about eight k, all right? No, <laughs> nah, man, i on, I, man. I say i say lean
0: all the way into it, um, because because here's the thing, like what's gonna happen, Reef, when you get to you get your hands on Stadia, and it is running four k sixty from a browser.
1: Oh, then, because, then because because I think wait, I'll be amazed, right? I'm because, not waiting for them to prove me wrong
0: when when you go to you know whatever retail establishment they wind up you know it'll probably be at a best buy or something like that when it's you know on its way uh to being released that will be there will be optimal it'll be an optimal setup so when you go to whatever retail outlet where you're going to be able to get your hands on it'll be an optimal setup and it will actually happen and uh and that is that is going to be really exciting. I have no doubts. I have zero doubts that in a controlled environment, oh, everything that they're saying and everything that they're saying will happen will happen. Uh, it's just a matter of whether or not it will uh, work into the wild. But the the thing is this again, and this is why I say they need to go full full tilt. Because they are trying to show gamers and consumers what the future of gaming is and and the future of gaming is uh, you know, five, six, seven, eight years down the road is without consoles. No consoles, maybe an input device, and that's it. Um but you know, let's help you they're going to help shepherd that that along. Um and also who is helping to shepherd that along. Is Microsoft, believe it or not, um, Microsoft's doing a bunch of different things. But one of the things that they've been rumored to be doing is uh, is stronger than pride. It is the Xbox Charday, <laughs> <laughs> the um, as as we as we've called it, the Xbox Shardé. Um That is the Xbox One S All Digital Edition. Uh, the rumors have a bound uh, a few weeks ago uh, reef and I told you that uh, Microsoft th- that it has leaked that they will there will be an announcement in April allegedly and that the uh, console itself will come out sometime in May well there are more rumors that say that the the May date is May 7th yeah and there has already been box art that has leaked of the console. And it looks remarkably like an Xbox one S oh, for sure. exactly. Um, like it, you know, like looks like an Xbox one S without the little slot for the disc drive. Um, so I don't know if the size is the same or, or what have you, but, uh, it is, it definitely looks like, uh, the console that we know and love. Um, and, uh, I'm really, really interested in it. And, and again, it's, you know, much like Google and, and you know, much like the Stadia, uh, the price point is really going to be the thing that that makes everything super interesting. So, you know, I'm interested in knowing the price point and I'm just interested in knowing the hard drive size um, that they, you know, if they're going to not provide you with a disc, even though everything gets downloaded anyway. Uh, even if it's read off of the disk, it's still downloaded onto your onto your local hard drive before the game is played. What type of hard drive, what size, what's the smallest hard drive that you would like to see in uh, a 1X uh, or a 1S all digital edition, the Xbox Shot A, um, that would make sense for you and at what price point?
1: Oh, I think the smallest is a terabyte. They can't go lower than a terabyte. Right. I, I I think if they went any any lower than that, it would not be a good look unless it was significantly cheaper. And I'm talking about like between a hundred and two hundred dollars cheap if it was like that small of a hard drive. Um, so I think they can't go any lower than a terabyte. Um, I think I think price wise, I think this thing will probably be like two fifty. Uh, I would two fifty if I really? had to guess. Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, like, like, it's a 1S. I mean, they've been making mm-hmm. it for for years now from the right. from the leaked box art. And we don't know if it's true, but it does look like the same frame. So my guess is that the reason that they're able to get it cheap is because they literally are using the same body, you know, and just taking out the disk drive, and that's it. So, like, the innards mm-hmm. probably look very similar. Um, sure. So I don't think that they're using this as a, as a time to like redesign the console or that kind of stuff. I think that they're kind of like, no, like the one S is pretty good. We're just taking out the drive, you know, Mm -hmm. um, that would, that would be my guess. And like, yeah, I, I think that they're definitely going to try to get it cheaper than the uh, switch, you know? Um, and, uh, yeah, yeah, I could definitely see that. Um, there's a rumor on windows central that says that it's one terabyte with Forza Horizon Three, Sea of Thieves, and Minecraft included. Yeah, um, sure. okay. But Game Pass not included. Hmm. So I think that that is one way that they can keep it cheap as well, because they probably will have like those like you know free month of Game Pass or like that right. kind of thing. Two weeks. And right. I think that exactly. they're gonna really depend on Game Pass to subsidize the the purchases of this. So. So so yeah, I can I I can see it 250 for sure. If they want to get really aggressive, I can see 200. But I think I don't really see a reason for them to get really aggressive with this because this once again is Microsoft to me testing the waters for next generation. Um, mm-hmm. You know, as they have been doing with Game Pass, with the with the with the hardware, like subscription service, and all that other stuff. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, I I. I love this, you know, um, and I think that they are going to kind of position it as not a replacement. It's like, hey, this is this is this is an extra thing. Like uh, you got you got the one S you got the disc one and the X. And uh, yeah. So, yeah, I, I think at that price point, I think it will be a a uh, success, though. I do wish that they, it came with maybe a year of Game Pass. I think that like that would be good. Oh, dope. boy. Um, oh man, yeah, that would be dope. Yeah, but, but that's not happening. Yeah, 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 <laughs> but but uh, that that would probably push it to like three hundred or uh, right, bucks, right. and like I, you know, I think that to make it to you know to kind of make that um that like that price difference, I don't think they can go that like, high because you are losing that Blu-ray like functionality, you know, which right. which is important. I mean, they you know that that like is a uh, big loss, um, right. But yeah I'm just glad to see like Microsoft out there just trying stuff I mean like like uh, they're a big enough company if it doesn't work it doesn't work you know but I like that they are out there trying things to like see hey what is gonna be you know our plan to take the console space back like for the most part yeah you know?
0: so question question for you reef yeah. Xbox Sade, May 7th one terabyte 250 three games you do not have an xbox nope will this make you buy an xbox no but i'm an
1: outlier because i have a pc that can run basically everything right right uh if i didn't have a a a pc and didn't have a xbox yet now if i didn't have a, a pc that 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 means that i would not have played cuphead for right. the horizon right um i would not have played uh gears any and, and right. that stuff so yeah i definitely would jump in for sure
0: right right sure. yeah i mean if i mean if you don't have a pc it's a no-brainer um but uh you know so i'm thinking about i've already got i've got two xbox consoles in my house but i'm thinking about setting up a dedicated gaming room mm-hmm. and when i saw this when i saw the xbox shot I said to myself, "Oh, maybe I could get that and put that in one of the rooms in in the in the gaming room for uh, for gaming. Just you know, for messing around. Like right. if I'm not doing hardcore gaming yeah. on you know the One X or whatever, and we want it to look beautiful, um, so at Two fifty, my expectation reef is, um, everything that you said. You know the games, uh, no, no Game Pass. I don't expect to see a year of Game Pass, but I expect to see a two terabyte hard drive. Mm. I bought I bought the original Xbox One S, uh, the limited edition version that cost four hundred bucks came with a two terabyte hard drive. You know they bought those in bulk. The you know they had limited numbers of uh of the the consoles that were actually manufactured but the 2 terabyte hard drives that they bought they probably still have a ton of those and they are super cheap now yeah if they don't so uh you know again that you know that console was 2 years ago i bought that i think um or maybe 3 years ago now the yeah. the um the original 1s and so i would i would assume that an all digital version because i can buy i can buy a an xbox one s i can buy an xbox one s right now f- with a terabyte they have terabyte hard drives yeah. right yeah yeah so um i would i would expect that one a diskless one would be uh would be double the size um and and if it's not double the size if it's a 1 terabyte then it's got to be 200 bucks it's got to be 199 oh 199.99 um, hmm. um for for That's a 1 terabyte aggressive. yeah for a 1 terabyte um because again it is it is about um because so there's a couple of things at play here so you're losing the heart. you're losing the the physical media right. uh uh input which is the Blu-ray player, the 4K Blu-ray player, the only real 4K Blu-ray player on the market. Um, but what that does is it eliminates a lot of costs because that's, you know, that is a big, it's really the only big moving part that's inside that console. So so you remove the cost of the, the drive itself, but also they don't own Blu-ray.
1: Right. They've got to pay Sony for the
0: licensing fees for that. So you get rid of that as well. So that is something that you can definitely pass on to the consumer. And they're already selling these things at a profit in the first place. So this stuff, you know, I'm sure at 200 bucks, they would still be selling it at a profit. I think I think that that would make a lot of sense. And then you go forward and really push super hard your services and that's where that's where Microsoft is succeeding in this generation is with their services uh, Xbox Live as a service is still in my in my brain um, in my opinion the best online online uh, gaming service available um, and then uh, as in terms of a game delivery platform Game Pass is unmatched Yep. so so you know the fact that game pass is there 10 bucks a month you you push that and you push xbox live um and you want to get uh, uh microsoft's goal is to get game pass on every xbox you know have every xbox user playing game pass and they want xbox live on as many platforms as possible one of which is the nintendo switch yeah so, yeah. Uh, so, like, they talked about uh, another story that came out this week is that Cuphead is rumored to be coming to the, to the Nintendo. I almost called it the Xbox. Oh, Switch. it's not a
1: rumor. They, they, they announced it. It's, yeah. It's well, there you go. April, April 12th. Go. Wow. Wow. April 12th. Yeah. Wow. So on Xbox Live. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, it's, it's going to have Xbox Live support. Now we don't really know what that exactly means, <laughs> um, because you know Cuphead. From what I remember, it it like had like online leaderboards, so I'm assuming that that's really what they mean. And and I guess maybe you can do co-op online um, th- th- through it. I'm assuming. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, like Nintendo, Microsoft definitely been cozying up with Minecraft and kind of getting at Sony with the Fortnite thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think number one, as soon as Cuphead came out, I was like, this would make an amazing Switch game because as most kind of like platformers do, um, and yeah, it's, it's, uh... Exciting times. Sorry, April 18th, not the 12th. April 18th, Um okay. So after you file your taxes, you can uh, right, right. spend your refund on a cuphead. Yeah, yes, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah. It's uh, You know, I like seeing these companies, I like seeing them work together. I mean, because like Microsoft's bottom line is not hurt by bringing a cuphead to Switch, you know? Like, no, in like, fact, it's,
0: it's made better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but
1: but, but, but like, I think that the... The traditional thought is that you don't do something like this because because they're your competitor, and like I'm like this isn't gonna like make people not buy a uh, Xbox and buy a Switch, like you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. uh, so yeah, I, I I think it's good for gaming, and yeah, I'm, I mean I already bought and beat it on the PC. I'm probably gonna buy it again. Um, I mean, depending right. on the price point, But right. But uh, right. yeah, yeah, I'm most likely gonna buy it again because it's an awesome game. Um, and like again having a game on the go to me it just multiplies the enjoyment that i have out of it even if it's even if even if it's a game that i previously played like doom or wolfenstein or 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 or, uh those kind of games they they look a lot better on my pc and play a lot better but having them on the go is uh something that i'm really 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 dig this this uh, generation with the switch
0: yeah, so uh, uh speaking of playing games on the Ghost, uh, Nintendo announced that there were a bunch of other games.
1: Yeah, yeah, that, uh, yeah. So so uh during GDC, um they had one of one of their Nindies, uh which I do hate that word, uh but uh, that is their <laughs> Nintendo Indies thing. They announced a whole bunch of stuff. Uh Nuclear Throne is uh, c- c- oh, c- wow. c- coming to the Switch um and uh crypt crypt of the necro dancer very very fun um kind of like uh a, a music-based dungeon crawler game is like launching with a uh, legend of zelda content in it which is pretty interesting because you know 10 years ago like nintendo pretty much would never aside from retro with the metro prime usually didn't right. let other companies mess with their franchises right and, and now you've got two this yeah this yeah right? and like this is like a, like an indie like very small indie company that they're giving like zelda to to like do stuff with so like yeah. really really cool i think again this is a sign that you know sort of like some younger folks are at nintendo actually like doing some things you know that the traditional company would like never do um yeah and and um yeah also some some, um other indie games like 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 a neon cab um oh yeah um uh unravel two you know um actually just just a launch and i not in indie game but final fantasy 7 you know, like uh, oh, that's an indie game. No <laughs> one's ever heard of that game. Small little company called Square Enix, right. Square, uh, <laughs> Final Uh Yeah, so I mean, yeah, like it. It just makes me happy to see all this stuff being portable. Um, it makes me happy as a Switch owner. Um, and yeah, I just like they're just they've they've really uh, come back strong after after Wii U. So so yeah, I'm I'm. I'm excited and I'm looking forward to see what this Xbox Live thing's mean. I mean, yeah. I mean, am I going to because to me the ultimate thing is can I join an Xbox Live party on the Switch and chat no matter what game I'm playing while I'm playing the Switch. That to me is yeah. like the ultimate thing. And I doubt that will be coming to Cuphead, but if that happens, I I like my mind will be blown. <laughs> So.
0: Yeah, Reef, you'll be able to do that, but first you've got to uh, open up the chat window. You got to pull out your phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: yeah, that. Yes. Yeah, so- how funny would it be if the Xbox Live like support was via the the Nintendo phone app, and it was literally <laughs> like, "Hey, like here's your avatar." Here's, here's Xbox Live support. Yeah. <laughs> knowing, here's this yeah. complicated string of numbers yeah, exactly. and letters. Yeah. Yeah. You- knowing, <laughs> knowing Nintendo, they they might do that. I'm actually mad at myself for even putting that in the ether because uh, they might they might they might do that. Don't you put that evil
0: on me, Ricky Bobby? <laughs> <laughs> they, they might do that. They might do that. Um, yeah, I mean, but basically, all of this stuff, uh, you know, the Google Stadia. The Xbox Live News, the Dislist, the Xbox Sade, the, the, all the Nintendo craziness that is going on. The only thing that it makes me think is, wow, E3 really is going to be big this year. Um, there's, there is going to be a lot of stuff there. And hopefully, uh, the, the three residents of Bracago that you're listening to most of the time uh will be there live to give you all of that news.
1: Yeah, just just because Sony is, is not going to be there does not mean that it's that it's not going to be a lot, right. a lot of stuff.
0: That is correct. Um, and uh, we, you know, we packed this hour with a lot, a lot of stuff. But now this hour is over. You were talking about being happy. I am happy that I am a Chicago and I am a resident of this great. Manifestation of love and information and intelligence wow. and blackness um, with you, brother. And Thanks, uh, yeah, so, and if you, dear Brocargo, are also proud, make sure that you check us out on our social media platforms following Spawn on Me. If you want to follow us individually, check the bios. Our information is there. If you want to send us an email, go to spawn on me podcast at gmail.com check us out on every tuesday in podcast format wherever you get your podcasts if it's a place where you can like and review please do so obviously subscribe and tell your friends and on thursdays we will be on twitch 11 p.m eastern 8 p.m pacific twitch.tv slash on me and we are supported by patreon if you'd like to support us on Patreon by donating as little as a dollar a month, you can do so at patreon.com slash spawn on me where you will get bonus content like the incomparable spawn on me after dark. But until then, I will say for Khalif Adams, the absent and vacationing Khalif Adams <laughs> eating paella doing nonsense <laughs> for the Mance Raider of yeah. Milwaukee. Like uh, Sharif Jackson we're going to use that I'm, every AKA, week yes I am uh, I'm the Baron of Bourbon a.k.a. Cicero Holmes we have a Spawn of Me podcast and we say peace. "Hey, peace
1: show